Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. For a chance to win it in his return. Here goes Moran. He spins. Moran scores. John Moran wins it for the Grizzlies. What a night. John Morant returned and reminded all of us why he is one of the best players in the league. But will 12's heroics be enough to save the Grizzlies season? And John wasn't the only point guard showing out last night. Damian Lillard made history while having his best night as a buck. Has Milwaukee started to figure it all out? Plus, Steph Curry put the Celtics to sleep once again. Did his dagger just save the Warriors dynasty? What you got, Steph? Proud husband of Aisha Curry, proud son of Del Curry, proud daddy of the Boston Celtics. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Talk your ish, Steph. Steph Curry standing on business. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. I'm Shanae Ogwemeke, filling in for my girl Malika Andrews, who is on assignment. Our Hall of Famer, Becky Hammond in the building. And champ. Yes, after notching her second straight WNBA championship also. You heard him. Senior writer Brian Windhorst joins us as well. And y'all. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, it's okay. You're a champ here. And we may be creeping up on Christmas, but if you caught the games yesterday in the NBA, it was a not-so-silent night because serious statements were made, some teams giving us reasons for optimism and cheer, while some teams were just straight-up naughty and now have red flags flying everywhere. And, you know, it's the holiday spirit. Wait, by the way, hey, Perk. Wait, that was a are – you, are you asleep? Perk, what are you doing? Oh, uh- Oh, oh, my bad. Hey, I was just pulling my Steph Curry impression. You know, not only did he send them night night, he took them in and read them a bedtime story. <laughs> he absolutely did. So like let's get day. to yeah. it. Steph, he put the Celtics to sleep. So let's head to the Bay. The Warriors hosting the Celtics. And to Steph, I mean half-court shots like these. They are layups. Now let's head to the third quarter because Jalen Brown backs down Steph Curry for the M1, son. But watch this. Then he hits him with the too small. By the way, Steph Curry picks up his fifth foul with 6.07 left in the third. That was a key moment. Let's head to the fourth quarter. Three minutes to play. Warriors down four. And then Steph Bryan went on a tear. He sure did. I mean, this is vintage Steph Curry. 20 points in the fourth quarter and overtime of this game. Yep, 13 specifically in the fourth quarter. I mean, his shot, the chef, was cooking. Now, on the other end, though, big perk. I know this... This, this, this play, this possession really hurt you. Five missed opportunities, Perk, for the Celtics. Yeah, and, and all of them for some strange reason with three-point shots. That's the problem that I have with the Boston Celtics. Look, no one is even thinking. And look, granted, it is wide open looks, but the Celtics are too athletic at the guard and wing position 
not to be getting downhill, right? You had this one possession with Jalen Brown, but the other four were just three-point shots. The Celtics, this is their Achilles heel. And when still, they're not making threes, they, they lose games. And still, the Celtics had a chance for it because Tatum put up the three, but it's no good as time expires. The Celtics were 17 for 58 from three, so to overtime we go. Now, under a minute to play, Warriors up two. Steph Curry, Coach Hammond, I mean, has that versatility in his game. I mean, that's what opens up the whole thing for him, right? Uh, I think we get caught up into his shooting. He is a scorer. His ability to get to the rim is a separation factor. But that layup didn't go. And look at Chris Paul's awareness, the beautiful pass, and then Steph for the dagger in our favorite moment, as his teammate Draymond tweeted. Go activity tonight, 30. Steph hit the night-night celebration. He had a game-high 33 points, that dagger, I mean, it felt like he shot it before his hands even touched the ball. And then the Warriors win 132-126, and here they were after the game. A lot of guys really stepped up and, and uh, helped us get this game, and it, and it feels like, you know, this, this might be the one we need, right? This, um, this could be the game that, that kind of um, helps right the ship, and hopefully we can settle in now and, and really, um, you know, get some momentum. Well, you heard their coach, Steve Kerr, said that things might be better. The Warriors may have righted the ship last night. So, Perk, do you agree with Coach Kerr? Hell no, but <laughs> I do agree that the Warriors got their, be their best win of the season. And I also agree that Steve, this was the best game that I've seen Steve Kerr coach for a long time, at least the past year and a half. When you think about the mixture and what he did last night, being able to have his old guys on the floor, you know, Chris Paul, Steph, and, and Clay Thompson in the backcourt, but he mixed it up with the young fellas and, and Jackson Davis and Kaminga. And he let those guys play through their mistakes, and he let them play and figure it out in key moments. And I think he found something. Now, again, it was just an appetizer. We haven't seen the full-course meal. But at the end of the day, I thought Steve Kerr rotations were on point. I thought his set caller was on point. And I thought his everything else about it, what he did for us, his coaching style was on point. So I guess that's kind of a reverse compliment for one game only. But, <laughs> Becky, uh, what did the Warriors really prove last night to you? Um, I think, to me, leaving Steph out, that's a hard call for a coach to leave your, your, your guy out there uh, with five fouls in that situation. It shows a tremendous amount of trust. It shows that these guys have been to war with each other, multiple wars, battles, um, and he sticks with his guys. So um, every, every season has a kind of a turning point. If this is it for them, great. Um, I'm still not totally convinced, but we'll see. Time will tell. This is an adversity situation. The Warriors are going through some adversity, and Steph just played a miserable game the other night against the Blazers. They won. He had no threes in that game, and he fought through this, not only, as Coach said, playing with the fouls, the shot at the end of the game. First off, he takes a, uh, just a, a bad drive and gets you know stoned at the rim, and then he ends up with this. Look how high he shot this. Look at this shot. 57.5 degrees. It's the highest shot angle, according to Second Spectrum, of a three that's gone in in the entire NBA for the entire season. So you may say to yourself, well, how does that happen in that moment? The answer is, is he practices it. If you go ever to see Steph Curry practice before a game, it looks like he's messing around sometimes, but he shoots high, high arc shots to practice them so that in these situations he might make it. And it was a brilliant shot, also a brilliant pass from Chris Paul, who hits him on the run, 
12 assists, zero turnovers for Chris Paul. To me, this game was certainly a, a, a great win for the Warriors. It was a, probably more about what the Celtics didn't do, but the Warriors had to take it, and they did. That is true. And speaking of the Celtics, I mean, if I'm personally watching that high shot, I, I'm sure that took literally forever for them to see the ball go in. And at this point, this matchup has to live rent-free in the Celtics' head. So let's <laughs> shift to the Boston side of things from last night because their struggles seem like a microcosm of what has time and time again bit this team throughout several playoff runs. Over half of the Celtic shots were from beyond the arc. They took 58 three-point attempts and missed a franchise record 41 of them, but they're committed to it. Boston is on pace to finish top five all-time for three-point attempts in a single season. So obviously this is what the team wants to do, but Brian, is the Celtics' reliance on the three ball a bit too much? Yes, and the good news is, is they are an awesome three-point shooting team arguably from the terms of all the way down their lineup, the most potent three-point shooting team in the league. The bad news is, is that they know it. <laughs> and so they can lean on. This is a classic case. How many times in your career as a player or a coach have you had a team that you've had to learn and teach how to win at the end of the game? Don't take the easy way out. There's an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter of this game. There is no excuse for the team of Celtics quality to lose in a situation like that. And it's no excuse that they will go all these possessions in a row where they take a three-pointer. They cannot let the Warriors get bailed out. And forget about a game in December. They can't bail out teams in the Eastern Conference playoffs in the spring because they are the best team in the East. They can't open doors for everybody else. I think a couple things jump out. First of all, the Celtics... I love three balls. I really do. But at the end of the day, and maybe it's a, a philosophical thing, but... The paint and the free throw line, you, you end up getting both and you get more quality looks. Now, I'm not saying they weren't open. They were, there were some open looks, but on nights when it's just not falling, you got to figure out other ways to score. And I think that's putting the ball. They do have guys that can get downhill, and I think just don't always take the easy one. Try to work for the great one because they took a lot of good shots. Get the great one, get going to the rim, and get some momentum going for yourselves. But we always used to say when I was with the Spurs, up 20, down 20, it doesn't matter with Golden State. Like, you're always in it. You're never really out of it, and you're never really, like, they're never going to blow you out in a, in a sense where you can't come back because they're going to play the way they played. But I thought Boston kind of fell into that a little bit more. They also were tried too hard to get Steph's sixth foul. And it, when the, they spent half the fourth quarter trying mm -hmm. to attack him, and it got him out of their rhythm, and they never got it back. Yeah, Perk, did you not like what you saw with the Celtics, especially with their commitment to keep going at Steph, which really disrupted their offensive flow? Well, it's a lot of things that I don't like about the Boston Celtics, and this is why, you know, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon right now for as them winning it all. It's because of things that we saw last night. The three-point shooting was one thing, but when you have the athleticism of a Jason Tatum, a Jalen Brown, a Derek White, and a Drew Holiday, there's no way in hell that you shouldn't be attacking downhill more and getting to the free throw line. Okay, and if you are going to search Steph Curry out, a lot of times we saw Steph Curry was on Drew Holiday at some points in that fourth quarter and in overtime. When Drew Holiday caught it on the low block, Steph was scared to bang with him a little bit. How about just keeping it simple? Turn Drew Holiday. Let him keep going to work. The Celtics make things too hard. And on top of that, the last thing, they have they play basketball through periods of a game that make my damn skin crawl. Too much one-on-one, -on -one, too much isolation. It's times that they get down the floor and it's zero passes. It's just one guy going one-on-one, -on -one, whether that's Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. And here's the thing. If the Celtics are trying to accomplish the goal that they're trying to accomplish, 
Joe Missoula is going to have to do a better job of getting these guys to buy in and mix it up when it comes down to just spreading the floor and shooting threes and going isolation. That's true, but it really goes with one game at a time. And at the end of the day, you got to make the shot when it matters most. And no one did that better than Steph Curry last night. But he was not alone. Still to come mm. on NBA Today, John Barant straight up took over late in the Big Easy. But big picture, can he lead the Grizzlies back into playoff contention? Big Perk has some big thoughts. And Dame Dalla is now coded in 20 carats of gold. Coach Becky will show you how he reached that illustrious 20,000-point mark in his best game as a buck. Plus, the Lakers, they're in a bit of a postseason tournament slump. How much of a must-win is tonight's game against the Bulls squad that has been balling? NBA Today with Cheney will be back right after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Let's get to the must-see debut that had everyone in the NBA talking last night. John Morant answered the call in his first game back. Grizzlies, Pelicans, John Morant returning from his 25-game suspension, and he was quick with it. Third quarter, Morant spins into the lane for the and-one son and the flex show. Now later in the third, off of the Grizzlies turnover, watch this, Pelicans in transition. Zion with the lob, throwing it down. Take another look. The 2019 first and second overall picks are going at it. Now, end of the third, Coach Hammond, Jaw could not be stopped at the rim. I mean, the way he gets to his spots is incredible. And after struggling, actually, in the first half, maybe shaking off a little bit of rust, I thought he came back, put that team on his back, and said, this is why I'm the man. Yep. For moments like this, tied 109, drives and floats it in. And then a minute left, game tied again at 111, the acrobatic layup. But the Pelicans, they had an answer with a quick bucket on the other end. The game is tied again. Now under 10 seconds to play, still tied. Wendy, what did you see on here? I see a guy who had one mission in mind, and he was scoring that basket. He was going to spin right. Three baskets in the last minute 30 where he had to, to go ahead, and this being the third one and the biggest one. And here's the huddle that set it up. I came up to me and asked me, he was like, you want to run a post-up for Jaron? And I was like, no. Like, we about to get you the ball. 
he told me, no, you getting the ball. So, <laughs> so at that point, it's just, you know, I pretty much just had to, you know, lock in and go deliver. That was a game-winning bucket right there. John Moran, 34 points and eight assists in his return as the Grizzlies went 115-113. And the entire basketball world reacted to Jaws' emphatic return. LeBron James, Draymond Green showering Morant with praise on social media. And they were not alone. Tyrese Maxey, Pat Bev, Kyle Kuzma all chimed in as well. But it was a social media post, though, from himself, Ja Morant, that caught my eye. Ja posted a screenshot of a text conversation with his mom to his Instagram story, and this was my fave part. She asks, you ready? And he responds, I'm your son, you know the answer. And then later, never doubted you, to which he replies, tell him I'm coming, Ma. I just love this. Here's Ja after the game. I've been putting work in, man. I ain't played a game in eight months. Had a lot of time, you know, learn myself. A lot of hard days, you know, where I went through it. But, you know, basketball is, you know, my life, what I love, therapeutic for me. And I'm just, you know, excited to be back. You know, we put in the work together, hard practices, light practices, treatment, flights. You know, we spent a lot of time together through this process. They helped me out a lot. You know, it just saying positive things to me, told me to, you know, stay true, keep working. And, you know, it shows right there with them, you know, believing in me. And it shows, you know, how excited everybody is for me to be back. What a return to action. Thanks for stopping. Nice job. Yes, sir. Hey, happy birthday, Ma. I'm on the way home. Love that. Obviously, John Morant sent the league a message, a reminder of exactly who he is last night. And that's the type of guy that can win you games all by himself. But, Perk, do you think that Jaw can really carry Memphis back into the playoff picture? Hell no, I absolutely don't. And it's no disrespect to Jaw because you know how I feel about John Morant. I'm just talking about the Grizzlies, right? They got too many injuries. When you think about Steven Adams, kid, Brandon Clark, we don't know when Marcus Smart coming back. And you're in the loaded Western Conference, right? I just I feel like they fell too far behind the eight ball. But I will say this, when it comes to John Morant, I don't want to talk about the 25-game suspension. I just want to talk about how happy I am that this young man is back. How happy the fans are to have him back. How happy the city of Memphis is to have him back. When you talk about cultural impact, cultural impact, John Morant has the capability to have the cultural impact just like an Allen Iverson. When it comes to his swagger, his demeanor, what he brings on the floor as far as his electrifying plays. So when I think about Ja and what he did last night, damn, we miss him. We miss him. And he's not going to change, and we don't expect him to change. I'm not talking about his off-the-court actions. I'm talking about his post-the-game interview when he said, I'm a dog, and he said, I'm coming. I kept receipts because I hope he got a lot on me, and I don't give a damn if he show him because this is his personality, and this is who we love. Do you keep receipts, Becky? Well, I don't have any of Perk's receipts, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, look, hey, we're in the holiday season. It's about belief. The, the belief that he instills mm -hmm. just by his presence on the court is contagious. And you could see he, nobody wants him back more than his teammates, his city, the league. We like Ja on the court. And so when he steps on that court, he automatically demands that attention, that respect, but the belief. And if you're, if you're on his team, whether you're a coach or a teammate, you always think you can win. And that's a very powerful thing. Yeah, he owed this, quite frankly, to his team and the city of Memphis, who suffered through this awful start because he hasn't been there. But it's a great night in the NBA. Let's enjoy that and acknowledge that. The jaw came back with that rust and was awesome. That's what we want to see. Now, if you're going to talk about what they can possibly do for the playoffs, let's 
have some reality check. The reality is they're in rough shape. They are way behind. Uh, they would need to go, you know, 34 and 22, which is basically the percentage they won at last year. They were a 60% win team last year just to get to 500, which frankly, I don't think it's going to do it. Maybe it will for the play-in. Maybe it won't. If they really want to be sure they'd get into it, 38 and 18. That could happen. They could do that. Ja, if he keeps playing this way, could do that. But they've also got a bunch of other injuries, and, there's, and the West is tough. So I think they've got to take it one game at a time. But when Ja doesn't have to prove anything on the court, we all know how good he is. He's awesome. There's nobody talking about him on the court. Off the court is what matters. And let's not have that be a discussion. Let's have them chase that 45 win mark. Let's be talking about that. Yeah, he talks the talk, but one game in, he started to walk the walk. So the Grizzlies are looking to claw their way up the standings in the West. And coming up next on NBA Today, don't look now, but the Bucks are only a half game out of the top of the East. Are Giannis and Dame proving to the rest of the league that they are the best duo? And how much concern do we have after the Suns' disappointing loss to the Blazers last night? Is health the only issue Phoenix is facing? We discuss that next. Also, Perk, I hope you have your calculator and you pass math in college. Or, oh wait, you didn't go to college, but it's all good. We're no, punching, I know how to count. I know <laughs> you can count them dollars. We're punching the numbers on some of the hottest topics around the league. Luca, Embiid, Levine, and so much more. Don't go anywhere. This is NBA Today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Last night was also the first game for Giannis as the, oh, elf on the shelf in between ESPN logo for Giannis as the Milwaukee Bucks all-time leader in points, rebounds, and assists, joining some elite company, and all three were on display last night. So let's go to the highlight director, Kathy Bucks, hosting the Spurs. Dame Lillard, six points shy to score 20,000 career points. Oh, my goodness. From the left wing, knocks down the three. Only three points shy from 20 there. And then a few possessions later, now he's cut that deficit to one point shy of 20K. The following Bucks possession in transition. Oh, my goodness. There it goes. Dame Lillard 
eighth active NBA player to reach 20,000 career points with that beautiful Euro step that you're seeing right there. Dame making history already, quickly in the Bucks uniform. They gave him the game ball? Did they? I, 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 they're they're going to fight for it. Now, early in the third quarter, Bucks up 75-66. I mean, Wendy, is this the best duo in the league right now? Offensively, they're awesome. Fourth quarter offense, which is most important, number two. Oh. 20th last year. Clutch time, I mean, are we surprised? Lillard had a season-high seven three-pointers. And so now we're in the fourth quarter. And after making the free throw that you'll see in a little bit, Lillard, that's his first time with the Bucks scoring 40 oh. points. Bucks Big win 132-119, and the staff made sure that he got the ball. So that, that's our answer right there. Dame and Giannis are the third duo in Bucks history to each average 30 points per game over a span of four games, and the first to do so since 1978. But let's switch from the Big Two to an incomplete Big Three. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combined for 66 points but they still lost to the Blazers without their teammate Bradley Beal. Phoenix is just now one game over 500 on the season. But get this, other than Booker and KD, no Sun player scored more than 11 points as the Suns lost their third game to a bottom five team in the league. And obviously, health is a huge factor in this discussion. And you look at the numbers there, 66 points scored out of the team's 104. But Coach Becky, will, will a healthy Bradley Beal solve all of the Suns' problems? No, it won't solve all the problems. It'll solve some problems. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can't put my finger on this team. Exactly. Something is missing, and it has nothing to do with the basketball court, I feel like. Um, I don't know their team. I don't know those individuals. But there's some kind of grit factor, or um, I think they have competitive guys. Something I cannot, I can't put my finger on it yet. Hopefully stats will play out and they can figure it out, but um, there's something internal there that I, I don't know why, why they would be able to give up mm -hmm. a loss like this um, to the Portland Trailblazers. You're Trail making Blazers. a face, Wendy. Well, their spirit hasn't been great the last couple games. Perks point at me, but their spirit hasn't been great. I, typically, when you have a star player go down, you, you, your team tends to bounce a little bit over the course of time. You feel it. They haven't done that in the wake of the Beal injury, and I, I wonder if that's because it's happened repeatedly. Also, they signed a bunch of minimum guys. They were really happy with the guys that they got on the minimum, and I do think they did well. But they're minimum guys for a reason, and those guys generally have not played great. They haven't had any, any of those signings. Nobody has, like, stepped forward and been like, oh, wow, what a steal that they're getting on the minimum. Now, we're only in December. There's still time for that to, to be fixed. But it puts a lot of burden on Durant and Booker. And last night, this whole team sort of died on the vine in the second half. Not what you'd expect to see under the circumstances. That's true, but I do expect Perk with a yeah. windy finger. You are pointing. <laughs> What's your biggest issue with the Suns? And, and, and you know, it's the, it's the holidays. And, and, I, and I hate to come on here grumpy and, and you know, being negative. But damn it, I got to speak the truth. And Becky was talking about she couldn't put her finger on it. Well, damn it, I can. I can, Becky. I'm going to put my finger on it. Here's the thing about the Phoenix Suns. They're soft. They're soft. All across the board. And the whole league knows that if you bring a certain level of physicality, that the Phoenix Suns are going to fold like clean sheets. They know this. And so when you watch the Suns play, teams are going to do what? The one thing that they're going to do is try to beat up on the Suns in the interior. They're going to try to crash the glass. The other thing that they're going to do is going to involve a lot of guys like KD and Devin Booker to be in cross-screen actions or pick-and-roll actions. 
They're going to put Nurkic in the pick and roll. When I think about the Phoenix Suns, they're going to, in order for this to change, it's not going to be Bradley Beal that's going to change this narrative about this team. It's going to be them having to buckle down and bring a certain level of physicality. Otherwise, we're going to see this inconsistent play and see teams like the Portland Trailblazers beat the Phoenix Suns, and they're not going to stack up wins until they figure that out. Becky, you heard Perk. Are the Phoenix Suns soft? Well, I mean, I guess. I, 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 don't, I can't explain. It's not a skill set <laughs> problem, right? Like, all right, Perk, get in there and dirty those sheets. You got to dirty the sheets. Like, <laughs> no folding clean sheets. You got to get in there and mix it up. But maybe that's the grittiness and the, and the, and the toughness that I'm talking about. Like, freaking take a punch. Like, get the frick back up and hit somebody. Go hit somebody. Yeah, there, there are games that you're not supposed to lose, and the Trailblazers might, unfortunately, be one of them. But we can't ignore that the new CBA has made it difficult to really build and keep a big three like this. So, Brian, could the Suns be really the last hope for this idea of a big three in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, they weren't supposed to be built in this CBA. They, the CBA happened, and they, in five seconds, <laughs> built, you know, went out and made a star trade. They basically thumbed their nose at it. Um, the important thing in the NBA right now is your third best player. You cannot miss on that contract. That guy is, if you're going to pay him the max, he's got to be a stud. And if you're going to pay him a lot of money and he underachieves, you're going to feel it. And so this, this team reminds me so much, Coach, of the 2010-11 Heat. That at Big Three there, the team was made up of mostly role players. And they struggled when their role players didn't stand up. They really needed those three guys to come together. And it took 20 games. Remember, they were 500. Uh, 17 games into the 17, 18 games in, it took 20 games for them to get their feet up underneath them, and it took another year to where they could use draft picks and use a free agency to get a couple of role players. But that's the Suns. Suns can't do that. They don't have draft picks, and they are not allowed to use their mid-level exception. So th- this is kind of who they have, and they got to rally from within. And I think they can. I believe in this team. But right now, we're not seeing the results. Yeah, and it's very much predicated on health. I guess it's a little chilly in the desert, but that's normal for this time of the year. Let's stick with the Western duos because coming up next on NBA Today, you like that, Perk. It's been a December to remember for the Lakers, but can they turn around their recent struggles as they head to Chicago to face the Zach of Beanless Bulls. Don't go anywhere. NBA Today with Chanae. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I just told Delta to give me the ball. I'm going to get open, give me the ball, and I'm going to win this game for us. 1.5 remaining. James for the win. It's gone. LeBron James at the buzzer. Stuns the Chicago Bulls, and the series is tied in two games apiece. And I can't let my teammates down. The man above, you know, granted we won. I was happy I was able to make that play for my teammates. Wendy just said it in our break. That was an iconic game for LeBron James. LeBron has had some games in the United Center tonight, all the way back to when he was in high school. The All-Star game there, he was MVP. Look at you, you have your own receipts. He's had some big moments in <laughs> Chicago, and the Lakers may need some more of his heroics as they kick off a tough three-game road trip in Chicago, followed by two teams ahead of them in the standings in the T-Wolves and the Thunder. So the Lakers, they have lost three of their last four games and head back on the road looking to snap out of their, what, post-tournament slump? So, Perk, I'll start with you. The Lakers, they take on the Bulls tonight. But what are your expectations for this upcoming road trip? Well, I expect them to get their defensive identity back, right, and get back to just playing hard, right, on both ends of the floor. Um, you see, you see, spurts where it was times before, right during the end season tournament before they started to lose these games, right after the end season tournament. Excuse me, where D'Angelo Russell is not as—he's not fighting as hard as he used to to getting over screens. We don't see LeBron James taking charges. And, you know, we don't see Jared Vanderbilt coming in and having the effect that he could have on the defensive end. Outside of that, I just feel like they need to get their identity back. It's nothing more, nothing less. Well, when Gabe Vincent comes back, he'll provide a spark on the perimeter. I think Austin Reeves has been sensational off the bench. And I feel like a LeBron James team will get their identity back and get back to rolling on this road trip, well, especially Vincent, before they see Boston on Christmas Day. Right. Gabe Vincent, what's not on that is the, the fourth game, which is the home game against the Celtics on Christmas. Gabe Vincent has been upgraded to probable for tonight. So we could see him, I think, for the first time in six weeks coming off that injury. And they need it as, you know, they need some offense as well. I mean, they're, they're a defensive-based team, so they have to defend to do well. But the way that they're aligned and the way that they're built, they, they really – needs some guard scoring. Otherwise, there's so much pressure on AD and LeBron to really have great games. Because sometimes they lose, and you're like, man, AD had an off night, or LeBron had a little bit of an off night, and you're like, yeah, that's why they lost. But sometimes it's because their other guys just haven't been able to deliver. So Gabe should provide, assuming he's healthy, some of that spark. But they also need DeAndre Russell, and you know they need Cam Reddish to hit some shots. They need uh, Torian Prince to hit some shots. And by the way, the Bulls have won Six of their last nine games since Zach Levine went down. They are coming off a win in Philly the other night, which is one of the most impressive wins on the Eastern Conference this season. This is going to be a real challenge for the Lakers tonight. Look, Becky, there are some parallels for what you had to deal with in the postseason in the WNBA Finals to what the Lakers sort of are dealing with, dealing with trying to get their players back. How did you manage your finals run to a championship, considering that you had to, you know, really imbibe energy with your role players like Kayla George and company? <laughs> Well, first of all, you start on the defensive end, right? Like, you you, you got to play some defense. Because you know with Chelsea and some of my other players out, you're not going to have the offense that you normally do. So bank on that defense. So if the, if the Lakers can get back on track defensively, I think that's a great start. 
I love Gabe getting back into the mix because just his presence alone will give those other guys space. Whether he hit shots, of course you want him to hit shots and, and get shots, but just his presence out there opens it up for everybody um, in a really obvious mm-hmm. way. And if you're going out on this road trip and you're the Lakers, get this first one. And then try to steal one of that those other two. That is absolutely right. <laughs> you, won, you won a championship on the road versus the New York Liberty, so you know this best. But are you worried about them being, what, 28th, 27th in three-point makes while trying to bring their defense to hold them around? Well, I mean, this, this is a three-point league anymore. Um, but I think in big games, in the playoffs, being able to make twos and be efficient um, sometimes is more important and trumps the three. And you know I love the three ball. But uh, you, you got to be able to put the ball in the hole in big moments. And they, they have proven guys that can do that in big moments. So it's not that this is a must win for the Lakers, but this would be a nice statement and a nice way to start their road trip. Yeah, especially considering that they return for their first game back home on Christmas Day. So the Lakers are going to be very busy this holiday as our annual NBA on Christmas Day tradition continues with five star-studded games on ESPN and ABC. We've got the Bucks, the Knicks starting the day off at noon Eastern as well, 9 a.m. Pacific. Then it's the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Celtics, Lakers, as we just talked about, the Sixers in the Heat and the Mavs Suns to cap off the night. Every year we've got great matchups to fill us with hot holiday cheer. I love this. I love this. Now still to come on NBA Today, Luka takes on the streaking Clippers tonight. Will he continue his Clipper domination or will Kawhi, PG, and Harden finally slow him down? You will not want to miss what Big Perk has to say. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. We've got 10 games on tonight's NBA slate, and there are some big ones. You know I love numbers, so we're going to dive deeper with our predictions right now on NBA Today. So, Perk, I need some percentage chances. I'll give you the question, Perk, and you give me the percentage chance that it happens. So let's start with the Lakers. They're in Chicago facing the Bulls. Zach Levine is still out with a foot injury, but he is a potential trade target for several teams, including the Lakers. What is the percentage chance that Levine finishes the season on the Bulls? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Look, he'll be traded by the trade deadline, okay? Zach Levine would not finish the season with the Chicago Bulls. Now, I understand it might be a hard contract to get off of, and it might take some pieces or whatever, a couple teams, but he would not be in the Chicago Bulls uniform. Yeah, you wonder if the Bulls, who are winning so much without Levine, what that does for this, and also whether they'd be willing to sweeten the pot. The Lakers are a team that is always going to come up with with Zach Levine because of his connection to LeBron James, the same agent. 
I don't think the Lakers are interested in making that type of big move, but if they keep struggling offensively, they're going to feel some pressure, you know, if we get to the, the trade deadline season. So we're at 0%. Becky, is that too low? <laughs> He's at 0%, but I 100% agree he's not going to be in <laughs> Chicago. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I personally like him with the Lakers, um, you know, just as an organization. I like tra- putting him in the East. I would like to get him out of the West if I'm Chicago. And um, I, I think he, there's a real fit and need um, with the Lakers of, of a, a caliber play. They really do need that third think, legit guy. I think the Lakers might get more interested if they could also get Alex Caruso. That is true. And that might be the Bulls might be able to get their hands on Austin Reeves. That might be one of the horse trade negotiations mm. at some point. Look, Mike, I 100 percent, I 100 percent want Zach Levine on the court. So we'll see what the sweeteners are in the deal potentially. Now let's switch over to another LA team. The Clippers are on an eight-game win streak, but Luka Doncic is coming to town. We know the history here, especially for you, Perk. Luka is averaging 37 a game versus the Clips this season. What is the percentage chance that Luka ends the Clippers streak? Uh, I, I'm gonna give it a 15% chance because we already know Luca got the belts hanging up in his closet. You know whether it's Louis Gucci, Christian Dior, whatever it we is, ready to get the Clippers you, spanking. But 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 here's the thing: the Clippers have been playing exceptional basketball. Kawhi Leonard getting back into that top 10 player conversation over the last couple weeks looking healthy. James Harden, okay, he's fighting for his life. Ty Lue got these young fellas, these old fellas rolling right now, so I'm going to give it a 15% chance that Luka could go in there and pull off one of his Luka Magic type games and go in there in their street. But tell me why it's higher than 15. Yeah. That's progress from there's a little, zero to 15. There's a little bug going through the Clippers team right now. Paul George and Norm Powell are questionable tonight with illness. And who knows who else is feeling a little <coughs> during the day. <coughs> I don't know, but, you know. So uh, it could be illness that gets them perk. It could be the Dallas flu. What do you like about the Clippers so far, their play, their streak, Becky? Uh, well, they're the best team in December, right? Um, I, I think they figured it out. Like, their buy-in factor, not only – like I said before, you can buy talent. You can't buy chemistry. That takes time. And I think they figured it out that uh, they all get more when they give more. And so they've kind of given in to, to the system. Russell Westbrook going to the bench. Like, there's been buy-in factor that I think um, you can't put a price tag on. Okay, from the best team in December to the best player. I love this next matchup. Timberwolves at the 76ers and Joel Embiid has 11 straight games with at least 30 points and 10 rebounds. But... He faces the number one ranked defense in the NBA tonight. So what is the percentage chance that Joel keeps this 30-10 streak alive, Perk? Tonight, you said it's 11 straight games with 30 and 10, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them been in three quarters. Make it 12 straight tonight. Joel Embiid is going to get his. Now, the Philadelphia 76 is going to win. That I don't know. Before stopping Joel Embiid, it's no one. That's going to stop Joel Embiid. And there's no disrespect to Rudy or Carl Anthony Towns, but when it comes to Big Philly, he's just on a whole nother level. He's getting that 30 and 10 tonight. I like this perk. We went and started 100%. with zero to 100. Do you agree, Becky? I think he's, I think he's going to be dominant tonight. Again, I'm a Joel fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big-time game. This is a big-time yeah. game. Number one team in the West, number one defense going up against Embiid. The Timberwolves are in a great proving ground right now. So they are at the sort of the beginning of a stretch of 16 consecutive games against teams with winning records. And 11 of those 
are on the road. They have played a few of them so far. So far, they're 3-1 and one in the first four of that. It goes until the second week of January. Great test this week for the Wolves. They play in Philly tonight, back-to-back against the Lakers tomorrow. And I look, they had a great win down in Miami the other night. Late-game execution coming from behind. They're in a good place as a team right now. Great chance to test out this roster. Look, Wendy, I love a good strength-on-strength matchup like Joel Embiid's offense versus the Timberwolves' best overall in the NBA defense. But I also like a little drama. Tune in Friday night because there's only one NBA game on the ESPN schedule. (laughs) But it's a West Coast primetime matchup. Steph and the Warriors host the Wizards as Jordan Poole makes his return to the Chase Center. That will be fun. Coverage begins at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Now next. Where? Something good. Something good. Next on NBA Today, tis the season for game winners. Both Ja and Steph capped off comeback victories for their squads last night. We're talking star point guards with our own star point guard, Becky Hammond, Hall of Famer, next. We'll be back in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. I've been playing work in, man. I ain't played a game in eight months. You know, basketball is... You know, my life, what I love, therapeutic for me, and I'm just, you know, excited to be back. Forty points for Dame for the first time as a Milwaukee Buck. Paul gathers it in. Pocket three. Curry three. Night, night, but it is the afternoon. Welcome back to NBA Today. Here with our Hall of Famer, Becky Hammond. And Coach, what a night it was for the NBA. We usually ask Perk this. What is your word of the day? But I want to ask you, what is the word that just summarizes last night's amazing NBA play? I don't know if it's one word, but it's two letters, PG, right? (laughs) It was all about the point guards the other night. And if we can cue up the tape, I think we get right to it. Ja doing special things. Hey, Ja. And if you are the Pelicans right now, you got to be thinking, anybody but Ja, he has just lit you up this second half, taken over the game. You got to have somebody else shoot the ball. And not only that, he gets to his bread and butter right at the rim. The help too late spins and makes it look easy. That was not easy. Look, this was a team that really struggled with points in the paint, and they had 62 yesterday. That made me very happy. And Ja, this was also his first career game winner buzzer beater, and this was just the third in a season debut in the last 25 years. So next up, tell me what you loved about Dame Lillard making some history, joining the 20,000 club. Well, I mean, you get Dame time, but don't forget his ability to just get to the rack. I mean, if there's one thing that jumps out to me at the shots that he took last night is how easy and in rhythm they were. Um, And then he's capable of making tough ones, like this one. This is a tough one. Uh, You know, if you're not up, he gets the three off. If you're too far uh, back, you know, he can get to the rim. And so he's just a whole problem. And you get that downhill, you know, Giannis factor, and then it's just his looks are too easy. Yeah, a career assist night, Giannis, with 16. A little history for Ja, a little history for Dame as well, who became the first player in Bucks history to record 30 points and five three-pointers in three straight games. Now, the Bucks improved to 10 and 0 when he has 30-plus points in a game this season. And last up, I mean, night-night. Yes. So, first of all, let's talk about the offensive rear. Stop it right there. I can tell you right now, as a point guard, Chris Paul is thinking, okay, I'm about ready to go get this loose ball. And his eye, he's already looking for where the best shooter on the planet is. And he happens to be over in this corner, raises up a little bit. Literally the it, furthest away he could possibly it be. It doesn't matter. You know Chris Paul is thinking three seconds ahead of everybody else. 
And that somewhere over the rainbow got answered last night as what, Brian what, had, yeah, what had was talked that, about the arc of that shot. Highest arc we've seen in a very long time. So from Dame time to the dagger, Steph Curry led the way for the Warriors with 33 points, 20 of which came in the fourth quarter and OT despite having five fouls the entire time. Now, according to Elias Sports Bureau, that is tied for the second most points in a fourth quarter and OT while playing with five fouls over the last 25 seasons, Coach. Only Grant Hill had more. So it was a fun night yesterday in the NBA. So let's bring the rest of our panel back into the conversation. Starting with you, Big Perk. It was a not-so-silent night around the association. I love holiday cheer and holiday <laughs> puns. Let's put a bow on this. Who made the loudest statement of them all last night? <laughs> oh, it was Steph. <laughs> it was all the way Steph Curry. And you know why? Because... Last night, let me tell you something. I talk a lot of noise about the Golden State Warriors, and, and of late, they deserve that noise that I've been talking. But when it comes down to Steph, he showed me last night that he is one of the top five competitors I have ever seen. One of the top five competitors in NBA history. When you talk about a guy that's undersized, when you talk about a, a player that doesn't play above the rim, that doesn't rely on his athleticism, Steph Curry is something we already said that we haven't seen before a generation of talent. But when it comes between in between those lines of competing, I mean, he's one of one. He's Wendy, one of one. Wendy, so Perk Scott, Steph Curry, did Ja impress you? Do you think it's Ja or do you agree with him and it's Steph? Well, Ja definitely impressed me, but I want to focus a little bit on Steve Kerr. Because Steve Kerr, he had to roll his sleeves up over this mm. last you know, week or two and really try to fix his team, not just because of Draymond, but because of their other struggles. And look at the moves that he's made. He's changed his starting lineup pretty significantly. The guy he put in there, Trace Jackson Davis, has been terrific. Jonathan Kuminga, who he's boosted his minutes, has been terrific. And Brandon Pajemski, I mean, he just decided, I'm going to start playing two rookies a lot. And the Warriors have righted the ship a little bit. Now, look, I, counting on young players long term, a little bit worrisome. Uh, but... Uh, Steve Kerr with, with some moves. And he said last night he thinks this could be a turning point win. He wouldn't have said that unless he felt pretty good about his, his changes. I love us giving the coaches some love because you did exactly that. You had you were forced to make some changes in the rotation in the WNBA Finals, and you walked away with back-to-back -back championships. But to you, who made the biggest statement last night? To me, it was Ja. To me, it was um, shaking <clears throat> off the rust of that first half um, and then just taking over the game. And if you really go back – that stretch that he went out where, where the Pelicans went on that tear, it was a three-minute stretch. He, he, when he checked out of the game, they were down one. When he checked back in, they were down like 16-17. So he's <laughs> that kind of impact player. Um, and then the way, like I said, he just put this team on his shoulders. And, you know, they, they, they rode that horse all the way down, I mean, back to uh, Memphis or something. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. I'm talking like a Texan. What she's doing. And you know I love this. For me, it's a win for the NBA, but the greatest statement was Ja Moran. I mean, we've seen this, heard that, all that from Steph Curry, but this was Ja's first buzzer-beating game winner with a side of beautiful basketball I know, drama. His first of his career. On his debut. What a night. And speaking of night, uh, night-night. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> that was a good one. He back. <laughs>